doctoral and PhD candidates. Thank you for joining us on Dissertation in 90 Days, a podcast created with you in mind. Our continued goal is to save you time, money, and stress. This podcast is made possible by your generous donations and sponsorships. Hey, I'm Dr. Anthony Robinson, and this is Dissertation in 90 Days, a show providing tips and strategies that will help greatly reduce the time you spend writing your dissertation. Last week, I talked to you about analyzing data using quantitative approaches, but today I have something special I wanted to talk to you about, because even if you haven't experienced it yourself, you have heard about someone who has. What's that? Doctoral hazing. Hence the title for today's show, Five Ways to Obliterate Doctoral Hazing. But before we can get into that, we have to understand what doctoral hazing is. So what is doctoral hazing? A simple Google search of the term academic hazing will yield nearly half a million results. So for those wondering, yes, this is an actual thing. So back to it, haze. Simply put, and according to the dictionary, can mean to subject freshmen or any newcomer to abusive and humiliating tricks and are to ridicule them. If you look into its French origins, the word can mean to annoy or simply to irritate. And if you are at all familiar with fraternities or sororities, you've definitely heard the term before, but we didn't come here for that. We're going to talk about the academic aspect of hazing. Other areas where doctoral hazing can take place consist of not providing timely feedback or being excessively critical and demeaning in the feedback given. So check this out. I remember when I was going through the process for my second dissertation, they couldn't tell me nothing, but since this is a dissertation writing podcast, I will say it properly. They couldn't tell me anything. I knew what I was doing and I knew how to get through the process, but yet one advisor in particular had the audacity to tell me that my committee member taking too long uh, to respond was normal because according to her, it was a normal part of the process for students to take several years to get through their writing process. But as you know, as you probably know me by now, I politely explained to her that not only was I not an average student, but I also reminded her, I explained to her how I submitted my entire proposal draft on the first day of the first class. So in other words, if it had taken me longer than one class to have my proposal approved, it was going to be due to their ineptitude, not my own. Yeah, I said that. So listen, I didn't pull any punches when it came to my money and my time, and I can teach you how to do the same. I have worked with hundreds of doctoral students over the last few years and have come to find that it doesn't matter who you are or where you attend, you will not likely graduate without experiencing your share of doctoral hazing. So what does that look like? Well, it comes in many forms. For example, you may encounter faculty who seem intent on making your process unnecessarily difficult by having you change an aspect of your document only to have you change it back to initially what you had said three iterations ago. 
are actively derailing your comprehensive exam or your dissertation defense with what I like to describe as utter foolishness. I can't tell you how many people I've worked with who were so beaten down by the committee members that they were utterly afraid to press send on completed work. I have even heard stories of how some newly tenured faculty instigate academic hazing with their graduate students. For instance, it has been revealed that how some junior faculty may feel inclined to prove themselves to the more worthy peers by asking their graduate students questions that mostly anyone would be unable to answer, let alone a graduate student going through this for the first time. Academic hazing in these cases are usually unintentional attempts at increasing their status, typically to the detriment of a graduate student. So if you are experiencing doctoral hazing, here are the top five things you can do. If you are listening to this podcast prior to September the 7th, 2021, I am hosting a free live webinar where I will give you many more tips on top of these five to obliterate doctoral hazing. Strategy number one, pick your committee and your advisors carefully. This, I think, is the most efficient means to preventing doctoral hazing. At Writers ER, we advise all of our clients to select their committee strategically. Not all institutions will allow great latitude for choosing your committee members, but if they do, you absolutely must pick someone who knows you, but more importantly, someone who likes you. Because if they don't know you and or they don't like you, Good luck with that. Strategy number two, review previously approved dissertations in your discipline at your institution within the previous two academic years. During my second dissertation, this strategy allowed me to have a biased committee member removed from my committee. He was trying to hold me to standards that were not enforced across the academic department, but the reality is that I would not have known this if I did not review previously approved dissertations in my area and I would not have been able to speak to it. Strategy number three, make sure you request all recommended and required changes in your writing. This will help you to hold your reviewers more accountable for their requirements and it will allow you to point specifically to how you addressed what they asked for. Strategy number four, be upfront with your committee about how you feel they are treating you. Sometimes the reality is faculty members are simply unaware of how they are treating you. So if you feel like you are being hazed, speak up for yourself. If you don't advocate for yourself, no one else will. And lastly, but certainly not least, and for this podcast, strategy number five, if hazing reaches a certain level, it is vital that you contact the Title IX office immediately. When in doubt, make sure you contact this office because these offices, and, and every institution has one, these offices are there for you uh, with the explicit purpose of protecting you from all forms of discrimination. In my experience working with hundreds of doctoral candidates across the country, Title IX offices will do absolutely everything they can to help you but it starts with you letting them know what you need 
and so forth. If you need some help, contact them immediately. So that's it. Those are the five strategies that you can use to completely obliterate doctoral hazing. And I have several more to share with you. The dissertation writing process is ultimately a great challenge, which not all students are capable of coping with. So the best advice I can give is to be persistent and to never make quitting an option. I created this podcast to provide you tips, strategies, and even encouragement about a daunting process that if applied can greatly reduce your dissertation writing time. So if you have any questions or you feel like you just want to get it done, visit us at www.writersER.com. We would love to help you with your journey. Thank you for listening today. I can't wait to hear about your success. So until next time, I'm Dr. Anthony Robinson, and I'll be back with the next episode on Dissertation in 90 Days. Doctoral and PhD candidates, thank you for joining us on Dissertation in 90 Days, a podcast created with you in mind. Our continued goal is to save you time, money, and stress. This podcast is made possible by your generous donations and sponsorships.